everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about the dark swan rising, the dark swan falling, the dark hook rising, the dark hook falling, and also a side trip with a bear. I am Beth Elderkin, and I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? Uh, I always uh, enjoy a side trip with a bear, as long as the side trip is properly placed in a storyline uh but otherwise I'm, I'm doing great i'm doing amazing fantastic well everyone we are here to talk about our overall thoughts for the first half of season five of once upon a time uh, aka season 5a the dark swan storyline which centers around the history of the dark ones the original a dark one and culminates in the trip to the underworld that we will all be taking in season 5b and um we all know where that's going it's going places it's going directions excellent places great places amazing cgi blue-haired places so this is the first half season that we have watched for the podcast since starting the podcast and we don't have access to those episodes not that we'd listen to them anyway because just it's it's guys i i I only have so much in my soul listen i'm i'm a big fan of like embracing the cringe uh for everyone else uh i I cannot (laughs) myself it would i i just all of myself would implode into itself in secondhand embarrassment uh and i would simply cease to exist uh but (laughs) I do remember being so excited for where it was going, but I I am excited to talk about where we have been. Yes, that's actually kind of where I wanted to to start. We're we're going to just be having a conversation about our our thoughts and impressions and feelings about season five a. But I really wanted to start by talking about you know like watching this with fresh watching the storyline with fresh eyes, knowing that. It wasn't the, only the first time we were rewatching it. It was the first time we were rewatching it, and we had talked about it critically before. So I kind of wanted to get your impressions on how this felt kind of backtracking, returning to where we had started like so long ago. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I knowing what I know and have been going through it, I was a little bit more braced this time, obviously. I had such... I think we all came into season five when it first started with these very like grand ideas. I think we all had a bunch of, and and they gave us enough time between the seasons that our brains built this up into this giant monolith that could not like the dark swan. Like we just kept shouting. I remember you and I were just shouting that constantly dark swan for the longest time. My Skype message. I mean, for years was dark swan in all caps and i just never <laughs> changed it uh because it was like reminding me of a very very nice time i do think it it fizzled out like what's the saying like it fizzled something something like with a pop not a bang or i don't remember how it goes but it just kind of fizzled for me i i liked how it started a lot more this time i liked a lot of the lore a little bit more on a second fresh rewatch but i feel like we pushed it all under the rug a lot like some of the neverland and the frozen stuff and i'm starting to see that pattern emerging a lot earlier than i did before 
That is very much a pattern that we've seen on Once Upon a Time, really honestly, since season two. Season one is the only season where from beginning to end, it tells a cohesive story and it, and it follows through all the way until the end, even if there are some you know detours along the way. But the problem that we're seeing is it's almost like every little every new season is a shiny new toy. And they pull it out of the packaging. You know, the showrunners pull it out of the packaging. Ooh, look at this great, fresh, shiny toy. They play with it. They get bored with it. And they're immediately looking toward what is the next toy. They can't, they, 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 they like what's shiny and new. They like what's fresh. They like what is exciting them as storytellers. But you can't just be an idea guy. You, you know, it, when you're running a show, when you're writing a show, you can't just be ideas. You have to be a story. You have to be a through line. And I think more and more we're seeing they it's you know what it is? It's like starting. It's like a new relationship. It's like they're 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 addicted to the thrill of a new relationship. And then once it's like once you've been together for a month and you start, you know, learning more about you know, about their their habits and you start learning the thing, the foods that they like that you cannot stand. And you're like, I can't do this anymore. It's not thrilling anymore. And you find someone else. Not even find somebody else. Just sort of like let the relationship go into cruise control and you're not even really paying attention to it. And it breaks mm. up with you before you have to do it. I would say like an interesting theory that I've had working for a while, especially at around this time, I know that it's not a lot better, but especially like early and mid 2000s, like the those the 20 aughts or whatever they were called, there were so many shows that just could not stick a landing mm. for specifically series uh, finales. But I've noticed it and it's, it's still pretty pre- prevalent now that the third act of a lot of movies, 10 part series, whatever, they just, they cannot stick a landing. I don't know if these people are just skipping the last bits of writing college or what's going on, but there's such a plague of not being able to tie up a story because for the most part, like I'll use how I met your mother as an example. There's a natural ending to that, that they um, did not use. They decided to cash in and just keep the show going. So they kept making up new storylines and then they had to backtrack it all in the last second to get the ending that they wanted. So it sucked. (laughs) so but this was the same thing where it's like we're gonna give you something really cool and we're gonna string you along for a while longer than we should or not long enough which was a weird irony and then we're just not gonna stick the landing and then we're gonna go to this new cool thing and then we're gonna also spoiler alert not stick the landing on that either and so first of all i would love as i know there's probably already been a study on it but like like i mean that's when all that stuff was happening how my mother Dexter didn't end on a good note. I'm trying to think what else. Like, How I Met Your Mother, Dexter. Supernatural, although that was more recent. Supernatural, I feel like. Supernatural is a whole situation. (laughs) They kept that thing alive way longer than it should have. Anyway, just this is is them letting us know, hey, just so you know, the series finale of this, not going to make you feel good on it. We're going to let you know two seasons in advance. (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and uh, talk about episodes and then we're going to get into characters because I kind of want to save the whole dark swan of it all to to wrap things up because yeah. I, I feel like that is a, oh my, my, 
Oh no, Abby! I just saw a because uh, I'm on the Wikipedia, so I can see the episode. Yeah, I'm seeing the character, um, the um, cameos for season five B, and I just saw Stealthy. Oh, Stealthy's stealthy, coming back! No. Oh, Stealthy! Gone too soon. Oh, Stealthy! <laughs> stealthy gets a reprise, guys. Okay, we're gonna have so much fun in this back half of this season. We're I, just. I'm I actually can feel it. I can feel I gotta it. be honest, I think I'm actually a little excited because I have zero expectations for it being good. Yeah. I think I'm just going to sit back and just savor the cheese. Uh, honestly, I would say this is the last season. This is the last section of a season in which I think we could give it an earnest, good faith mm-hmm. um, review. You know what I mean? Now it's now yeah. we're just going to embrace the camp of it all mm-hmm. and just... We're just going to have a good time. Like this is, this was, this whole season was delving into the lore of a pivotal character and they biffed it hard. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they set up something so beautiful and then they rewrote an entire character back to his orange. They, or origins, they Barney Stinsoned him. They gave him all this character development and then they just moved him back to what he was in season one. Why? Because they got bored and they didn't know what else to do with him. Oh yeah. my God. This, this season is the How I Met Your Mother season. But yeah, after this, after this is just no, like, this is almost like fan fiction of the show from this point on. And I'm yeah. here for it. We're so How pumped. I met your dark one. How I met your dark one. <gasps> yes. Well, let's go ahead and talk about our favorite episodes. Let's start, you know, feeling a little positive, a little good uh, before we get goofy. And mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and start with mine. Uh, I am, I think my favorite, although I have to be honest, None of them really stand out to me as like a love episode. I didn't love any of these episodes. I loved right. elements of them, but there yeah. wasn't like the Cruella one from last season. I loved that episode. There wasn't yeah. anything in here that I was like, that that is my jam. I'll watch it again by itself. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna happen. But Nimue, I feel, was the most interesting mm-hmm. and the most complex. And I had the most intriguing performances we got this whole season because they were two newer actors who gave a damn. Yeah. And it, and they were, and they were pulling for something. And I know we talked about it on the episode where we covered it, but like they were just playing a whole different sport. Like they yeah. showed up for a whole different show and it, and it was apparent and it was great. It, sh- it was wonderful. Cause we didn't even get to see that. Like when that last episode that we just watched in Swan Song, you don't get to see that version of Nimue. She says like three lines and then she's banished into the sword. With no fight. That's not that's not the woman we met earlier. Um, but I would say I agree with your assessment. Nothing really stood out. Like I was sitting here reading the synopses trying to like be like, I really can't pin down an episode and neither can the synopses. It all sounds like one long episode mm-hmm. with Merida interludes. Um, <laughs> I will say like I know we gave it a hard time. I enjoyed the Siege Perilous stuff because... Mm. I I had a lot of hopes for Arthur when we first watched the show. I when we first got into it cuz I was like, yes. Like this has some meat. There's so much we could get into. And this started that trail where they're like, "Oh, actually, he's the bad guy and he's conning one of our main characters and it's so apparent how long will this go?" The answer is 30 seconds into the next episode and then an amnesia spell is going to happen. Um so I really I like the beginning parts of this, and I will say, dark horse of this, I like the Bear King. I just didn't like where they put it. 
it had no <laughs> business being part of a two-part, st- like, like after this giant drop. It's like, hey, by the way, Hook died, and he's now the Dark One. Anyway, back to the Brach. It's like, no, 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 time out. What's going on? Um, I like Bear King. I thought it was... I thought they were having a little bit of fun with it. They made some mm-hmm. weird choices. Uh, but it, I would rewatch it alone. Kind of bodily episode. Yeah, it was it was entertaining. It yeah. actually, that kind of leads me into uh, this follow-up question I had. I think this is perfect for that. Uh, because I think starting now through the end of the series, I don't think it's just best episode. I also want to talk about best camp. So like... Best campy moment. Obviously, one of the standouts is going to be uh, Prince Charming on the truck with a two by four. We've oh, gone. 100%. We've gone through that one. We're gonna we're gonna put that over there because that that's famous now. That is that <laughs> is the number one on the list. That's overall yeah. the the most insane moment. We love it. And so, are there any other notable like camp moments that really stand out to you from the show, from this season? Oh, camp, I. I Honestly, when you start with charming on a on a truck with a two by four with with Arthur driving, it's hard <laughs> it's hard to find what number two and number three are. I think this is probably where they really any of the odd strange pairings to go back to Merida. I mean, at one point, Merida, Mulan, and Little Red Riding Hood were out fighting Arthur and the Wicked Witch of the West. I I just think that that's such a, like, explaining once upon a time to somebody is that moment. Well, Merida, you know, from Brave, like that whole thing. You just go with, with Little Red Riding Hood and, you know, Milan, why are they together? Don't worry about it. Uh, I, I would say that matchup is the camp once upon a time is really known for. So I, I embrace that. I love that. That's a really good one, and I am kind of in a similar vein because the one that really stands out to me is the pairing of Merida and Belle, particularly how Merida essentially kidnapped her by knocking her unconscious, and then Belle becomes her cheerleader. And I think the the moment in particular is the whole potion to turn into a bear where Belle just gives her water and is like, here, I'm going to embarrass you in front of all these guys. Go, go be confident. Also with her whole bow and arrow thing where she shoots the arrow and it like it kicks all the arrows away in like a long line as she's screaming to the heavens. And yeah, they're all involving Merida because like Merida got the best camp shit this season. Oh, yeah. No. And they got the best the best camp reveal was when the dad died and Arthur opened up his hood. But his like turtleneck thing was too high and I didn't (laughs) recognize him. Like, he was like, it's me, Arthur. I'm like, Arthur? Is that you? I, I didn't recognize him. I rewound it. I was like, who is this man? Oh, he's such a dork. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead. And what is your least favorite episode? What was oh. the one? What was the one that you had to drag your feet through that you barely survived? Oh, I... It's tough. I will say probably. I don't know. I I don't know which one's the worst. I'll put it that way. I don't know. Like, because they all the same as like the best moment. A lot of them had moments where I'm like, can I fast forward right now? No, I'm reviewing. I'm not allowed to skip stuff. Uh, (laughs) 
But towards the end, I don't know. I'll just say it. The last episode we watched was a sleeper. Like it just, it was boring. And That's the one I was going to go with. Okay. I was like, I, everything else was just sort of moments. Like after they revealed Dark Hook, it was okay. Like his scenes weren't too bad. So the episodes weren't too bad. But like earlier episodes, just the Arthur stuff started getting a little muddled. It's bits and pieces, like where I just start falling asleep in the middle of an episode. But yeah, that last episode was not a there's not a mid series finale season. Yes, finale. yeah, which is is especially disappointing considering how Once Upon a Time that's their bread and butter are good openers and good closers to their storylines, and this one needed a really great closer because this was arguably the should have been the biggest storyline they ever did because the whole thing of Once Upon a Time is about the myth of the dark one. Your main character has become the embodiment of evil that is at the heart of your lore. Yeah. And you and did I, jack yeah. all with it. And so I will say, though, but on paper, the last episode sounds phenomenal. Like, it's all about the execution of that last episode that really does it for me. Because just let me explain the last episode to you, Beth, is that Hook is the dark one and Emma is trying to save him. And so they basically take all of the dark ones and they put it into the sword and hook sacrifices his life. And Emma has to be the one that puts the sword through him to sacrifice it and take the dark one from existence. She has to make the ultimate sacrifice that she has been trying to save this whole season only to find out in the last seconds afterwards that it was all for nothing. The Dark One has revealed himself again, and she has to go to hell itself and drag him back. That's what we're going to do. That sounds awesome. That sounds amazing. I'd watch the shit out of that episode. That's not what the episode was. The episode was, like, that as boring as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, Hook sacrificing himself and then Emma having righteous indignation of the fact that it was wasted because Rumple's a dick. That's not what you get at the end of it. You're like, oh... I guess we're going to the underworld now. Yay. Yeah, and I, I this is definitely a hindsight situation because I think at the time, like, we were just so excited that we had predicted what was being spoon-fed to us. I mean, we weren't, like, geniuses or anything, although I did feel like it at the time. <laughs> we were so smart, man. We were so- oh, we my were God, so we figured this out. We are Sherlock Holmes, who is now part of, by the way, uh, Public Domain. We can do whatever we want with Sherlock Holmes now. Let's go. (laughs) 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 All right. So before we get into characters, uh, there was one uh, camp moment I forgot to mention, but this is more like a a Beth and Abby spackle um, camp moment. But I just wanted to highlight it because I love it. Uh, The Peter Peter pumpkin eater pumpkin farm. Ah, yes. Yes. The horse-loving pumpkin and all the murdered women inside the pumpkin. All the murdered women and all those pumpkins, man. It was a real dark turn for Once Upon a Time, but you know what? Mm-hmm. I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and talk about characters. Um, let's start with our favorite characters. Uh, I wonder if we have the same. Mine is going to be Merida. Oh, yeah, same. Same. Mine's going to be Merida because she, I think when she first got introduced i was kind of like oh god here we go again with the elsa it's a look-alike and it's everything Uh and i think we kind of knocked her a little bit but like she held her own as her own character she never at any point blended into the background at all she had her own episodes that she absolutely carried and did amazing on and she 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 did phenomenal 
she did. I'm also going to uh, give a shout out to, to Hook because he really, the actor uh, Colin really leaned in to the, the ask that was being given to him. You know, he had a big, a big lift where he had to be, you know, be an embodiment of the darkness while also having amnesia and not realizing it, but feeling off in all those ways and the ways that you and I had talked about. And then how much he leaned into the, you know, once he's revealed to be the dark one and how much he leaned into that performance, he was doing everything that Jennifer Morrison would or could not do because I'm not going to put it on Jennifer Morrison because she's a great actress. I do think that she was held back. I think she was held back because they didn't want to put, they didn't want to go too far and put her to the point of no return. Yeah. I think they tried to button her up too much Mm -hmm. and Emma's already a pretty buttoned up character. So stiffening her up even more didn't read correctly. I think that they could have made her unhinged while looking buttoned up. And again, since she's the hero character, like she's supposed to be the one she's at, she's at no point allowed to like have fault. The lowest they had was her making the choice with Violet's heart. Um, which obviously <laughs> was awful and terrible, but like, that's the lowest she goes. Mm-hmm. And they never really explain how she fights it as well as she does or how much control she actually had. Like, that all kind of gets just hand-waved away. Yeah, it also doesn't get explained how the Dark One powers um, assist or conflict with her existing powers as the savior. Um, I feel like they should have had a better exploration of what happens when these two powerful juggernauts of good and evil are combined in one person who is not equipped to deal with that? And they didn't really do that. No, they didn't. I think that they also just didn't know, so they just didn't explain it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like again, yeah, she. I think it would have worked in a different setting. But again, she looked like she was supposed to be prowling around in mid at midnight under a, like a like a full moon or something just barely lit and be real spooky scary buttoned up dark one and instead she's walking around middle of the day near a beer garden in her full leather spray painted <laughs> hair like it just doesn't work she just looks like she's on her way to a costume party that she's gonna get second place in uh is there anyone else of note for good or bad on your end so I say good, uh, good definitely. I was going to say Hook as well because just for what he did in the back half where he just played Hook with unlimited power and was just just a real raw version of himself. Just mm-hmm. a real ragged, like, this is who I am and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's just like, I like that because, you know, Hook has tried to meet himself to the middle for Emma, so he was always just like very clean and very like his hair was every everything about him was very polished, and so for him to completely let it go was wild to see. I really liked it, other than the cloak, which you know my opinions on. <laughs> uh, bad wise, I'm just gonna say like Arthur mostly just because they didn't give him anything, mm-hmm. like they fully forgot about him. 
yeah. and they wrote him off in an off. So it's like they didn't know what to do with him, and then they just didn't. Um, I did like Merlin. Merlin's a good strong character up until. But he they wasn't. also did. They also just dumped him. Like they dumped yeah. all these characters, and like I was reading through these episode descriptions and at the end of episode three siege perilous it it shows that like arthur wanted to turn storybrook into new camelot did anything come of that no he didn't even move anybody into storybrook they all just sat in the woods waiting to yeah. go home very confusing goals yeah he needed uh, to have like a vision board or something to project what he was doing um i will say bad character wise I'm just going to say the Charmings as a whole, as they share a heart. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- not Neil. Neil had nothing to do with this. Baby Neil is innocent. <laughs> he's just trying to eat, sleep, and poop. That's all he's trying to do as a baby. But, like, Snow and Charming, other than a couple key episodes where they got to be mom and dad, they were mostly just set filler and people to say things to move the plot along at the expense of their own personal character development. Agreed, a hundred percent. Yeah, it was a bummer. Uh, it was a bummer. Also, Guinevere, not because the performance was bad or the actress was bad. I think she was fine. She's actually better this time than I felt she was last time I watched her. But because we didn't get resolution from it, and right. like because we, the show did not care enough about how horrible the horrible thing that she went through, and I think that's very very unfair. Uh, my favorite cameo, I am going to make a note, uh, Dr. Whale coming back. Hey, Just Dr. Whale and his new hair. New hair, new attitude, new persona, and I love it. So thank you, uh, David Anders, for popping in to uh, cr- uh, crack jokes at a pregnant lady's expense who's been through a horrible tragedy. I love the idea of like David Anders walking back and be like, I'm so excited for my cameo. What's going on? Okay, so Regina's sister, the <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West, she's over there. She's going to be giving birth. And this, what's happening? What did I miss? <laughs> so I kind of want to throw it to you to see if there's anything in particular you want to talk about or bring up or discuss. I've pretty much run through everything I wanted to do because overall just the season is just like, uh, yeah. let down. As we were talking about it, I think the, the reason it's a letdown and the reason that it's fizzled so hard, they had so many plates spinning that they forgot about different plates. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you've got so much happens. I mean, if you think about it in this small amount of time that we've had, these, what, 11 episodes, we've got Merida's entire storyline, her back her uh her past along with the journey she's going on now you have Zelina being revealed to be a you know having a baby give birth to the baby fight for rights of the baby get sucked up into a tornado I'm sorry a cyclone uh you have King Arthur trying to put Excalibur back because he's a big fat fraud and it's also guess what part of the Dark One curse also we're introducing the entirety of the Dark One curse and where it came from and how Merlin's involved and it's Merlin's girlfriend and the dark one and also rumple with his clear heart which also was a bummer of a storyline because they didn't do anything with they just made him a coward again who didn't do anything until he was bad again you had dark emma who was on her journey of becoming dark emma but then putting everyone under an amnesia spell 
for reasons unclear and then coming back from that and then needing to kill her boyfriend again and now she's going to hell bell on a whole journey the dwarves with their extra added screen time that then didn't balance out because they were missing for full four or five episodes like all of that happens in like 11 episodes and i'm missing stuff i'm missing stuff i didn't name everything so like it's too much it's too much and they didn't they didn't deliver on a single one single thing except for maybe merida which like, is surprising considering yeah. how low on the how low on the on the poll that was. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're going through hierarchy, you know, you know, the hierarchy of needs, Merida was at the very bottom. Yeah, and like or overall the very wise, top, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Overall, think about it like beginning to end for our main characters. What development did literally any of them have? Was it any? Because they've regressed Rumple. Emma didn't mm-hmm. really grow other than being traumatized a bunch. Charming and Snow, same. They're just parents who were just sort of there. Belle, back to what she back on her old same shit again. Nobody progressed. Nobody moved forward, even all this wild stuff was going on. Not even Regina moved forward, other than being No, she didn't even move forward. <laughs> she was still kind of a dick all the way to the end. Yeah, but she's sassy and and she's and she's usually right. So like we can let's leave her on the pedestal. I think she's earned it. Okay, we'll leave her up there. It's okay. I'm burning everything. Um, Yeah, I just (laughs) I just feel like there was a big fat nothing burger of a season, uh, half a season. We'll put it that way. We'll call it a nothing burger with a whole bunch of stuff. It's like a nothing burger, but it was full of everything. It's a very confusing burger. Well, is there anything else you want to close out with this half season before we talk about our thoughts and hopes and fears for season five B? No, I, I think we should just we should just close the chapter here and and move on into the world of camp. Yes. And embrace our future to what we move on to. Abby. Yes. I'm about to send you something. I'm not telling you what it is. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to send it to you in Skype. And then I'm going to ask you to describe it to our audience, what I've sent you and your thoughts to it, because this is going to change everything. It's okay. I want here. Look in Skype for this wonderful gift I have given you. Uh, except da, 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 da. it's thinking about it it's thinking about it, it. Think- can I just ah! it- jump scare <laughs> <laughs> Abby t- tell everybody what, what I've shared I think with you you were gonna send me some sort of fan fiction I couldn't tell what it was all I saw were like a couple of letters and I clicked it and then- guys honestly I trusted Beth and it was a mistake uh, it is just a full screen blue hair Hades from once Why? upon a time, the once, upon, once a upon a time, time the once upon a time, the first image that was released, then they this was the hype image. They were like, "Look, Hades is here." Listen, I love this actor. He's great. He plays a very sassy guy. He's great. He, I, I genuinely don't remember if I liked or hated him as Hades. I don't know if I can remember anything past the blue hair being abysmal. Why isn't it taller? Why does he look like Joey Fatone in 1997? 
<laughs> why why everything i have so many questions but anyway opened it up and it was that i thought it was going to be words and instead i was jump scared and i trusted beth and uh sort of get for clicking links randomly on the internet <laughs> i uh, uh, but abby that's because i wanted because this is the first thing we've talked about when it comes to season 5b is seeing that image and seeing that as the indication of where we're going so now abby having seen that image having traveled back to those days and knowing that stealthy comes back along with a whole slew of other cameos and we're getting episode 100 how like how are you how are you how are you feeling? How are you doing? What are you thinking? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm super pumped. <laughs> like, I'm just, I I remember just the slow, uh, our slow fall into disappointment because we were trying so hard. Like, we're like, okay, the Dark Swan thing's over. We're going to the end of the world. It's going to be fine. And then that photo of Hades was released. And I... If I'm remembering correctly, I saw it first and texted it to you and went, oh, and I think you and I, correct me if I'm wrong, had about the same feeling of just like, oh, okay, maybe it's, oh, damn, oh, no. Like, it was like that moment where it just sank a little and you were like, it's going to be bad. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. They're going to. They're going to miss. They're going to, we're, we're lining up a football. Come kick it, Charlie Brown. And then they pulled it away from us and we landed on our asses. Yeah, but I, I, I do feel like coming into it now with that perspective, knowing that we're, we're just, we're just entering Cheeseville. Yeah. Like the underworld is, is, is. Not the horrors that Rumpel described of being the worst of the worst of the worst. It is just sapia version of Storybrooke with a few smoke towers and uh, Arthur and Cruella fighting to become mayor. And oh I feel my God, like I, I feel like if we just lean into that and accept it, I think we might have an okay time. I think we're going to be all right. I genuinely think Once Upon a Time started out as being like, we're a serious, dark, once upon a, or fairy tale show. And then they kept going. And I think that they were quietly trying to move us to camp. And then they just went, screw it. And they just, they, they did a swan dive in. A Emma swan dive in. And I'm here for the ride. I think we were trying to take it way too seriously for way too long. So let's just go into this knowing what it is. It's camp. It's weird. It's strange. It's not great. It's just it. It feels almost like thinking about it. I feel like I'm remembering it like it's a show from 35 years ago. Like it's just like it's a product of its time. It didn't age very well. It's like it's not that old. (laughs) No. It just it is. And I know that there's some fun stuff that happens and it leads to more fun stuff. I mean, then they take it away from us. They're just like, hey, we're going to give you a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Ah, we took it away. Um, yeah, I think we're entering the point where we're no longer anticipating. We're no. just at least not anticipating for the right reasons. We may be anticipating for the wrong reasons because we know exactly what we're getting into and it's cheese. And I'm 
honestly, I might actually watch Souls of the Departed tonight because I'm actually kind of, I just want to like see what the vibe is as we get ready to tape. I'm, listen, I'm here for it. I'm excited. I know where we're going and I'm so excited for the Land of Untold Stories uh, and all the stuff that comes after. I just, this is the thing that we have to get through. This is like how I feel about driving to Chicago because I live in Ohio. I have to get through Indiana first. Like I have to leave Ohio, but I have to drive through Indiana and it's kind of a slog. I feel like now we're on the bridge, that bridge I have to pay for on the in and out, which is confusing for Chicago, but whatever. Uh, So I feel like I'm in that spot and then I'm finally there. So like, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the vibe is. I've, I'm excited to see our sapia filter. Yes. So Do you feel like no one did. talks about that Instagram filter anymore? Like, I don't think people talk about filters anymore because they're millennial and cringe. Yeah. Um, which is a bummer. So now I just filter everything a bunch. Just extra <laughs> hard and use boomerangs like nobody's business. You can't <laughs> stop me. You will not stop me. All right. Well, everyone, we want to thank you for joining us for this latest half season of Once Upon a Timing. And we are getting into season 5B. We're going to the underworld together. Ah, going down. And we want to thank all of our wonderful patrons, especially our Swan Queen patrons. We're giving a shout out to all the patrons tonight. Thank you so much for your love and support. And we cannot wait to join you in the underworld together. Abby, any closing thoughts before we wrap up? I'm sorry. I just started looking at the episode titles for the rest of the season. And I just got to her handsome hero and all of it just unpacked out of my memory. I'm so excited. Nope. nothing Nothing else to say other than I'm excited. And I'm scared. I'm scared, but excited. (laughs) Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And, Abby, we will see you at the second half of season five. Woohoo! I feel like we're in halftime, like the Pepsi halftime show. Like, Britney Spears needs to come out. Let's go! We do! See you next week.